record and as we've all heard the recording recording is in progress and now we're recording on the podcast machine we are live and good to go melanie angela and everybody else joining us happy to have you guys here um so i as i was explaining to melanie uh, I'm a little bit be- behind on the chats that you guys have been having in regards to sovereignty and stuff. So I'm going to kind of just let Melanie and Angela uh, take control of this and you guys get chatting and I'll just moderate uh, if and where I need to and stuff. So um, yeah, let's talk sovereignty. And- yeah. Awesome. And you're not behind dude. <laughs> you know there's no behind we're all freaking behind yeah that would, you know ain't that the truth <laughs> yeah it is the truth <clears throat> so yeah. what, uh, what's the conversation been like yeah well i mean um i you know i'm happy to just answer questions right if you guys have questions um, or if you kind of want me to update where we're going to solve by design, I can do that. Maybe that'll bring some questions. Or Melanie, maybe you have specific questions already this morning. Of course I do. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being here, Angela. Yeah, um, no worries. How, Thanks for having me. How about uh, maybe because there's quite a few new people here that I'm not sure are very familiar with Sovereign by Design. Do you want to give a quick little rundown of what Sovereign by Design is and... Yeah, sure. Um, I I won't go into too too much, uh, you know, too much detail, but just enough to bring people into the conversation. Um, I started Sovereign by Design, I don't know, just a couple years ago. I've been studying this, the sovereignty movement for... um, Whoa. Oh, for maybe... uh, Let's see. Yeah, like five or seven years, somewhere in there. Maybe it's getting a little bit longer than that. Um, it was initially instigated by my daughter, who's just turning 18, one of my twin daughters. Um, and um, they're both turning 18, but one of my daughters had allergies um, and she had welts all over her body when she was three. And that really started my deep dive into, you know, what's going on and finding you know, the, the GMOs and the glyphosates in our Fraser Valley, you know, even like at at that time I was living on the coast and in the Fraser Valley and, um, the farmers using it and how, you know, the average person's taking in 25 pounds of chemicals of GMO a year. And that really started my deep dive uh, from there, which just kept going into the level of, um, unconsciousness of our, elected officials and um you know how can they be approving that kind of those kinds of poisons on our food if they're really working for the people right so that started the deep dive and then i bumped through that i bumped into people who um you know were discussing now what i'm involved in which is um an understanding that canada is uh, it is a corporation and I think people really just don't get that. They don't get what that means, right? And, um, and from that, I started seeing how through the birth certificate system, they have created joinder with um, the men and women. Um, and they've created, you know, your birth certificate and your driver's license and all of that is based on a person. And a person, when you look it up, is a corporation. 
And so because the government is a corporation, corporations can't do business with men and women. They have to do business with other corporations. And so they had to create a corporate entity out of us in order to do business with us. And so that started, gosh, you know, a long time ago, there's many different um, where there's many different layers of how that has come into existence, but the actual decoupling from gold and attaching us as surety to the birth certificate started in the 30s. And so for me, as I was dovetailing and going through all this deep dive into what was going on in the food system, I started to realize that there was, um, there was really a simple way for us to just shift Right, because if you work for a McDonald's and your CEO or president are being abusive, like freaking leave, you have a choice, right? And it doesn't have to, you don't have to go and protest to them and apply and, you know, um, it, you, you just leave. You just, you can leave jurisdictions, right? You're leaving that jurisdiction, you just go find another job. And that's essentially the easiest way to share what I was bumping into. And so, this was going back, um, again, this is probably going back about five years now where I really saw this as an emerging um, opportunity for Canadians to shift without having to, um, you know, continue to pull our hair out at why our elected officials are not doing what we want them to do, right? And so that's where Sovereign by Design started. It was out of a love and passion for, um, really finding a way for all of us to step aside in a peaceful way and do away with the corruption that is in our current system. And I still stand very firm in that today, that it is a very simple way. The challenging part is all of the disinformation coming at us, all of the information coming at us, one pandemic after another, whether it's a virus or a food shortage or freaking whatever they got in their pipeline of propaganda to weaponize against us, the easiest way is for us to have a collected, a collective focus and shift. And that's the problem is we don't have a focused collective. We have people going in a bajillion different ways and with and, and many, many people, I would say 99% of people don't really understand from a law perspective what they're moving us through and where they're moving us to and what our power is within that to shift and really just peacefully shift. There doesn't need to be a fight. There doesn't need to be, you know, it just, it can be a peaceful shift, but our, we don't have a collective going in one direction, right? Everybody's all over there. You've got convoys and you've got protesters and you've got, you know, people studying all different types of information and, and we're very fragmented, right? And that is by design also right? To keep us fragmented because fragmented, we're a mess and we're disorganized and there's no power. Divide and conquer. Yeah, this is exactly it. So, so Sovereign by Design was created to share with my brothers and sisters in Canada and um, with the vision of creating a future for our children that isn't going to look like a fascist regime, regime overtaking our country. Um, and to to share that information as I went down my own journey to, you know, to share with people and make it as simple as possible for people to understand. And, um, you know, well, so that's been, that's been the journey for me. On behalf of all of us, I would like to say, 
Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much for putting this together. Um, I, it, it is so, like you said, it's so important for us to under understand uh, what's going on, what has gone on, and what we can do to get out of it. Uh, I couldn't agree more with you. Uh, as a collective, we've never been more divided, and we're being distracted. Whether uh, whether it's for something that you think you you know you're fighting for the right thing, uh, or or it's something as dumb as the, the the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp trial, or or the Roe versus Wade. You know, there's just there's so many distractions all around us, and, and I think right now, especially, it's important for us understand this because when we talk about sovereignty we got all of these distractions and coming up here may 22nd to 28th is the world economic forum where justin trudeau is going to to sign over our sovereignty to the world health organization that's something that's very important for us to know about because that is what turns us into already a disaster of a country, but into what's happening over in Shanghai, China, and, and what's been happening in Australia and, every, and other places. It's, it's, it's going to get ugly, and it's going to get ugly quick if we don't start learning what's going on. So Yeah, and so, and so I think from my perspective, that's already a done deal, right? That's yeah. already, and we'd really, we have no say in that. Nope. We have no say in it because Canada Inc. is a corporation. And when you you can look that up on Dun & Bradstreet, guys, right? I could pull it mm -hmm. up right now for us and we could take a look. It's a, it's a corporation. That it's like if you go to start a company, it's easier for people who have an understanding of um, that have ran their own business before. Because when you go to run your own business, you have to apply for a license and a business license. And you go and you can go online or you can go to a lawyer. Um, and you can, you know, you can buy a corporation for 250 bucks. It'd take me half an hour to set up a corporation online. Right. Mm -hmm. And you choose who your directors are and 250, boom, they give you a number. And if you want to put a name to that number, you can apply to have a name for that number, but you can operate as that number, mm -hmm. right? 745-8321 Inc. Nine, right. Yeah, That's what it'll look like. Number. That's what Canada is. And when you, when you, um, register that, with Canada, if you get a company, then you've invited Canada into your business because you are registering it with Canada, mm -hmm. right? So regis, regis is to put it in to actually regis, I think is to put it in um, in property with a king, I believe the, the, but it's the monarch, but really it's Canada. Mm -hmm. And so you're registering at a body and you're inviting that body into your business, mm -hmm. right? As a corporate entity. And so Canada is registered at Dun & Bradstreet and it has a, um, it has, which is in Washington, D.C. And Washington, D.C. is not part of the United States. It is a separate country, yep. right? So those are just two little things. So now Canada Inc. is registered in a foreign land and it has and now, so now it brings a foreign land into its business. And they have a principal, which is Justin Trudeau. And, um, and past that point, again, when you, you know, when you work for McDonald's or you start a company, 
I'm going to go and hire a bunch of people. If they don't like the way I'm running my company, they are absolutely welcome to leave, mm -hmm. right? They don't have to work for me. But if they choose to work for me and they follow the vision that I have, then they have to do the job that I've hired them for. Mm -hmm. And if they want to protest, then they're just wasting my time, right? I, I, I can listen to them or I don't have to listen to them as the principal. I can just be like, okay, shut them up. Mm -hmm. And that's what's happening, right? We're protesting. And I know the hearts of Canadians are feeling like they're doing the right thing and people are wanting to stand up. And that spirit is awesome, but it's misdirected. It's, it's uneducated in where we're going because we're spending all that energy and all that time into something that is a complete waste of time outside of maybe waking up a few neighbors. But your personal time and energy is going to protesting something that will never make a change within that organization. They mm -hmm. don't care if you've got 10,000, 100,000 people. Well, actually, 100,000 people would probably be making a difference. But um, so, yes, this this thing with uh, the World Health Organization, that's already a done deal. Yeah, right? I, do, I do believe that as well. It's a done deal. Now, who does that apply to? everybody that is that is an employee of canada that's right so it employs are you an employee of canada no right in our minds and in our spirits we're not employees of canada but in yeah. our contracts through our birth certificate we are yeah right yeah that's so technically how, i am i just don't i'm just not a good employee i don't like to work for what they want us to work for <laughs> right so so from there, so to me, when I hear that happening, it makes me sad because it's like a whole lot of people that don't know what's going on and I live on amongst them. And so their lack of knowledge around that will affect me in some ways, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's like, a, um, you know, the food shortages. The food shortages are a totally man, uh, manipulated event, manufactured. right? Yeah. It's totally yep. manufactured, but that's going to affect me. It's going to affect all of us, right? Because we don't know who we are and what the situation is. Mm -hmm. But um, so this thing with the World Health Organization, you know, from a contractual standpoint, that's not going to affect me. Right. Yeah. But from a societal and community standpoint, it is going to affect me because I yeah. have brothers and sisters and mothers and aunts and, yep. you know, cousins and people in there that that's going to affect. Well, right? I mean, it's it, it, it affects the the greater part of the collective, which then still could still affects you. So whether you want it wanted to or not it's going to affect all of us and i would actually like to say something on the the food processing plants and stuff like that that have been taken taken out and it's all manufactured i completely agree with you i think if anything that should be giving us the nudge to educate ourselves on how to start creating these things for ourselves because i would also like to mention that a lot of these food processing factories and stuff are processing absolute garbage food for us so there is kind of a silver lining to that i did want to kind of mention that there is a silver lining to it and i and now you got the baby for, formula thing uh with bill gates investing in the the breast milk uh, manufacturer breast milk thing i mean that's an obvious fucking stay away from if, if bill gates is stamping his name on it stay the hell away from it obviously but i would i would be willing to get bet that a lot of these these baby formulas have 
garbage products in them as well too so um, there are some good things that are coming from it where the the collective is growing in people that recognize the problem and are coming out with solutions for the problem like i've seen a bunch of natural ways to create baby formula if you if you're it it runs out near you and stuff so and, and then there's conversations like this you know this is a very beneficial conversation for people to be a part of and listen to uh, and learn because that's what we need to do. We need to unlearn all the bullshit that we've learned and been programmed and indoctrinated with and relearn what we're actually meant to be here for. Yeah. So that's why I love. And I mean, we don't like, I would say that it would be, um, it would be ideal if we could shorten our learning curves, right? Because mm-hmm. really there's so much to learn that it could take you a decade. And it's like, okay, well, that's gonna be what it's gonna be. I think if everybody even just shifted their conscious awareness a little bit, like yep. even if we just were like, oh my gosh, Canada is a corporation. And so that means I'm an employee and how can I take my power back in that? If mm-hmm. just that consciousness will start to lift the vibrational uh, consciousness yep. of who we are and start to shift things. Yep. Right. So it doesn't have to be massive shifts and, Oh my God, I got a decade. And I just got off a woman this morning who's been studying, you know, for the last year or so and she's got a new baby and she's got two older kids and she's just feeling completely overwhelmed and a little bit panicky that, you know, am I commingling? Am I not commingling? And I'm like, you know what, honestly, the most important thing that you can do right now is recognize that, um, no matter what, we're all going to be okay, right? Yeah, no matter what. And to, to have a focus of, if you're going into fear around things, feel through that fear. Go into mm-hmm. the fear of what the fear is about. Are you fear of losing? She was like, well, I got to take my baby to the hospital because she needs this foot operation and I'm scared that they're going to, I'm like, okay, so you're scared of loss. You're scared she's going to, they're going to take her in there. You're going to do something to her. She's going to die. Mm-hmm. Is that your fear? Is that the root of your fear? Go to the root of your fear and root it out of you. Love it. Find I, you, I, I root it out more. of you. And now, you know, you, you've made more space for your higher self and nature and God, creator, great spirit, whoever that is for you to work through you and bring you those intuitive instincts that are going to help you navigate the landscape to stay safe. If that's your desire. Freaks that's sister. the most important thing. Right. No, I, I, it is. It, it is extremely important. And I like I get it. I understand because I, I I get the overwhelming feeling of like, holy shit, is there ever a lot to learn? And, you know, and that's why it would be really good. And I completely agree with you on that. Just the shift in consciousness, because then as a group, as a collective, we can go through it together. And yes, that does ease the pain of things. And it also makes it go a lot quicker like you said because we can all be learning different different things and and uh and and learn together and that's just we grow as the collective um melanie you have your hand raised i see (laughs) of course i do i love the Um, interactive zoom we have here this is fantastic no um angela so you know, I know that John, you're sovereign by design. You have the um, the foundational knowledge modules. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I'm going through them rather slowly. It's telling me that I've completed 4%. <laughs> Whatever. I'll, I, you know, I'll do farther it. than I am. <laughs> you're, you know what? I don't there. think that's right because I know that I've read a perspective on what GOD might. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so we go through this process. We learn the steps, the freedom steps for beginners and whatnot and the foundational knowledge. And we take ourselves out of the jurisdiction of the, the corporation called Canada. Then my curiosity is at, at what point will the government be dealt with, so to speak, like, or how does that work? Is it getting as many people as you can out of that and into it, will it naturally happen or you know, I just, I often think to myself, okay, great. I've got my life birth certificate. Um, I've taken myself, I've almost unregistered myself, but the government is still there. What are your thoughts oh, yeah. on that? Yeah, so it's definitely not a, um, there is not a be all end all process that's going to for starters there's that's why you see so many different ways right because so many different approaches to the same problem is because all of those approaches are a valid sliver in the entire block of wood right like they're all it's really a, it's there's a lot to it you got contracts you got there's so much to it and so um Sovereign by design, they, right now, the foundational knowledge is really just to give people, just to bring you up to speed a little bit about what we're dealing with. And then um, it is an encouragement to go through the modules of ordering your birth certificate and your registration of live birth and getting those authenticated. Um, all that is doing, you are not taking yourself out of the system with that. Like if we just think about that, all I'm doing is ordering documents, right? Like we get into this frenetic frenzy about, you know, got to get this done and the panic and not having the knowledge. And, and really it's about grounding ourselves. First and foremost, we got to connect with ourselves. There's no process that will help you, period. Unless you know who you are from a divine perspective, where your ultimate authority comes from, how the laws are created, right? Creator's laws are greater than man's laws. Right, mm -hmm. and man was here before any man-made laws were made. So therefore we are, by nature, if we think of that, we are above the laws because we created the laws. That what you create, you control. That's a maximum of law, right? So when we go and we rise above and we can create, and I'm not just saying, oh, we know who we are and some spiritual, yes, I know I'm connected to, you know, creator and therefore I'm fine. No, now you need to root yourself in that and now you need to see the contractual side of what's going on, that they have you in contract through your birth certificate, okay? And this is how they run our country with, so they, they run our country with us as the credit, as credit and debits, right? Value, no value, um, creditors, debtors, it's a ledger. So, but they run our country through our us being the surety us being the the collateral for it okay so back before the 30s majority of countries in the world were the money was attached to gold it was backed by gold 
okay? So in the 30s, which this plan's been a long time coming, right? Even today, this has been a step-by-step, -step, very meticulously planned agenda. So, but in the 30s, what they did as part of that plan is they decoupled gold from our money system. And now they put that collateral, the people of their country as the full faith and credit. Full faith and credit means we are the credit. We are how the country goes out and borrows money, okay? So they go out and borrow money from the World Bank, right? And we are the credit for that. It's on our back. So when Justin Trudeau sends $10 million overseas to some terrorist organization, which he just prints out of thin air, it's not out of thin air. It's on your labor and on your back and on your children's backs. We will pay the debt of that, right? There's no accountability for them there. So in the 30s, they decoupled gold and they put the us as the credit through the birth certificate. Um, sorry, I lost it. Okay, and so um, I lost my train of thought in bringing that, swinging that back to your question, Melanie. Um, okay. But essentially, the the when you get through ordering your documents what you're doing is it's the first step in you having a recognition that that's what this is is going on and maybe even if you order those documents you don't have that recognition yet but this is the path you're order, you're ordering those documents because right now when they pull you over on the side of the road and they give you a ticket what they're doing is they're accessing the trust account which is your birth certificate mm -hmm. okay so when a, when a police officer pulls you over what they're looking for is the signature because as soon as you give them the signature they can now access that trust estate and that's the credit they're accessing there always has to be a debit so they're leaving you with the debt and they're accessing the credit and credit card company if you go and buy if you go buy a house yeah you sign on that dotted line, the Mort, Mort is dead, mm. right? Gage, the, the dead contract, the dead, you know, mortgage. Yep. They, you're basically, that signature allows the bank to go into your birth certificate trust, take out the million dollars that's in your trust, you being the credit, it's going to be backed by your labor and lending it back to you. With interest. With <laughs> it's so fucked it's a up. criminal freaking racket you guys yeah it's slavery and we have to wake up to this this is what yep. they're doing this is why they created that joinder with the man or woman to that contract called the birth certificate because it allows them to mine it mm. they're mining it and it's endless printing because our credit is limitless we are limitless you know, and right. so it's it's funny because you always see that like the the world is thirty trillion dollars in debt, and it's like kind of <laughs> you think like to who? Like what the fuck? And and this this makes sense because that it, it we're in debt to ourselves essentially. Yeah, uh, we're allowing uh, them. We're allowing yep. them to do this. Yeah, right. 100%. We're allowing it, you guys, and so. So what you when you order your documents, it's the first step in you starting to one, the only person that can the only individual 
that cannot person. The only individual that can order that person <laughs> documentation, because remember, a person's a corporation. The only individual that can order that documentation is the individual whose name is resembled on that document. So I couldn't order Shane's documents. Mm -hmm. They'd be like, eh, no, sorry, those are confidential. So the only individual that can order them is somebody who's a party of interest to that contract. Right. Okay. So when you do that, Angela, um, you were talking about notarizing them. Does that have something to do with the registrar general with the live birth certificate or how, how do you get it certified or notarized or. Yeah. So again, if you go through the modules on Sound by design, it walks you through exactly okay. how to order them and exactly how to get them authenticated and okay. what what you're doing is you're just setting up now your records which are just files at home records to show that you are in possession of the record that shows that you're a party of interest in that trust because you're the only one that could order them yeah and when you get them authenticated you're basically just getting the department, the provincial department that issued them to say, yes, that is indeed our register general signature that is on that document. So you're just getting confirmation from them that okay. it's indeed. So it's provincial, not federal. Well, you get the, you get the provincial. It's a provincial thing, not a federal? Mm -hmm. You get the provincial first. Okay. And as you get deeper into it, um, like I'm just getting ready to order my federal um, authentication of my registration of live birth. Um, so, but it's a that goes into a deeper process of why you would need that uh, authenticated uh, um, federally. But I'm now seeing that part of the process as we go does require a. Like for me, I want to be able to try test traveling with my registration live birth with it provincially. First of all, it has a seal on it from the register general. So that's the first seal. Then the authentication from the province is a second seal. And then the, the federal uh, um, authentication is a third seal. And then I should be able to use that to travel without my passport. Okay. Okay. So that is getting me back to the registration of live birth is the document my mother signed. And that is, it's not who I am, cause I'm right here, you know, my body and I bleed and I'm breathing. This is me, the woman. A piece of paper is not who I am, but that is the registration of my name, my Christian name. And so that most closely resembles me or rep, rep, presents me on paper where the birth certificate has taken a, it's been registered as a corporation. So that's not me. Um, so it's a represent, it's a presentation of who I am on paper, the registration of live birth. And so I should be able to use that to travel as I navigate myself in the private outside of the registered world. Does that make sense? So it's yes. just, it's a journey in starting to take our paperwork trails and our interests mm -hmm. and start to gather all those, you know, those tentacles that are out there in contract that we haven't been aware of. We're starting to pull in all those energetic grids and bring it back in and take control of our um, records and our, you know, our, um, our affairs in a way. Okay. So is it most important 
um, like I, to start with the foundational knowledge and then move on to the common law and private life overview or, and then the freedom steps for beginners. Is that yeah, the like they're way? set up, they're set up one, two, three, four for a reason, right? So okay. All of those four. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Angela, yes. uh, yeah. um, we have a question from Deb. Have you ever heard this site? And uh, I've sent you the site on Facebook Messenger um mm -hmm. to bring it up it is correcting our status status in trust law um so it looks like it's got a lot of the information that you talk about so it could be another uh good resource for you for us for the group for for the collective for anybody listening that wants to right free so themselves from the system this is the secured party creditor route is a adversarial route. You're basically starting to put liens on your on the security. And um, that's not an approach we take. Um, but it's, you know, there's learning in it. Right. I have friends that have dove into that spent a ton of money and are nowhere. Right. Um, you really have to understand banking laws and you really have to understand um, UCC laws to go that route um some people have been successful at it again they're all these are all slivers into the you know getting back our block of wood which mm -hmm. is this land and living freely here the way it should have been we've never been there right mm -hmm. we've been born out of the corporation of the hudson bay company in canada mm -hmm. in the united yeah. states they started with a constitution that was the constitution was created for the government employees yeah. in the US. And that constitution basically told the government the boundaries that they had with regard to the people of that land. Right? So when you're a you're an American national, which is the republic, right? Which is pre-corporation getting stamped on top of the United States of America, um that was they they had freedom mm -hmm. as men and women and the constitution was basically the bible for the government employees to know what they couldn't couldn't do it was their regulations to stay in line to be of public service to the population yeah the and constitution we never really, had that yeah really should be for the government not for us like it right. should be telling them how they should act, not how we should act. We've mm -hmm. transferred it into allowing us to be enslaved and have rights if we act like good little prisoners. That's right. The Declaration of Independence is what they would lean on as people. Mm -hmm. The Declaration of their Independence. And that's what we need to create here. Yes. We need to create a Declaration of Independence and a Constitution that we can step into as a free people of which we have the right to do because our government is a foreign owned entity at this point with foreign owned employees that have no loyalty to the people of this land. No, they have they a loyalty to us. shareholders of that corporation. That's it. hundred percent. And that means that they're going to do business with the world health organization. Mm-hmm. Right. And if you're an employee of Canada through your birth certificate and you don't know what's going on, 
that's how they get you into contract because you show up and go, yeah, that's me. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you do that, you hand over your driver's license or you say, yeah, that's me. As soon as you agree to that, you agree that you're that piece of paper, that you agree that that you're a corporation and now they can do business with you. Mm-hmm. So I've got an interesting scenario. Two months ago, I was pulled over in Vancouver because my license plate was delaminating. And I didn't put my decal on because I thought it's just going to fly off. And I found it really interesting that the RCMP officer didn't have me sign the fine. Hmm. Has anybody else experienced that? Yeah, they're not, they're not even requiring the signature anymore. But did they ask you for your uh, license and registration? Oh, yeah, she was something else, Angela. She actually reached in the window and snatched it out of my hand. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how dare you have a delaminated license plate, Melanie? What a terrible human being you are. <laughs> well, you know what? They maybe shouldn't have. They should have just left the inmates painting them and we wouldn't have that problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh. it's, you know, you you guys, it's not a, um, I seriously never encourage any kind of belligerence because, oh. um because this it's another layer that you know the united states their constitution has actually been null and void since 1872 and what happened was they brought in you know this corporation entity right that's that went sat over top of and so right now president biden is the president of the united states corporation inc mm-hmm. he's not the president of the republic but the republic is null and void at this point so He's, they're not, that's why they don't, that's why it's like, oh my God, it's against constitution. Who cares? Yeah. It's constitution. constitution. You're dealing with the, the president of McDonald's. He doesn't yeah. give a shit what's happening over at Walmart. He doesn't care. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter to them that, you know, you're going, oh my God, you're breaking the laws over at Walmart. We don't do that. And they're going, we don't care. We're McDonald's. Yeah. Shut up. Who cares? <laughs> right. So President Biden is a president of the corporation of United States Inc. And, the, and the, the constitution right now is null and void. So a lot of people are making the move back to being state nationals, which is great because what that's doing is it's giving them a sense of who they are, who their true authority is, what, you know, what they, they can step back onto that land and, and they know that that used to exist. And once there's enough of them, they can take that land back. In Canada, we kind of got to be a little bit different. We got to, because we don't have that standing to go back to, but we do have a standing under creator to go back to, right? And, and yeah, so it's a big boiled, it's a big mess. It's a really big mess. Anyways, secured party creditor, um, you know, it's a way uh, taking back our, correcting our status in trust law. It's all trust law. It's all trust law. So that's misguiding in a way. Yeah, well, it's not actually. <laughs> it's telling you exactly what it is. Correcting our status in trust law. The entire system is trust law, right? So if you're correcting your status, it's all going to need to be dealt with in trust law. Your birth certificate is a trust, right? So right now, they've made you the trustee. The trustee is the one that pays the bills. You're supposed to be the beneficial. You're supposed to be the, the the one with beneficial interest, and so you've got to swap that around. And so, um, but the secured party creditor um, process is about leaning 
the name, leaning the name because the birth certificate is property and you're putting a lien against that property. And now you're going to war with the government over that. You're going to war over the, the interest in that estate. So that's, um, it's, you know, many people have done a good job, but it's a, a long learning curve in law and banking. <clears throat> I know that one of Deb's uh, acquaintances has um, done it down in the States. It's an interesting story. You should tell, you should tell Angela, Deb, if you're open to it. Actually, she is, she's pretty well in the same uh, boat as I am, where I was born here, but uh, my mother was American, so she got me a social security number when I was born. So I'm a dual citizen, and I've lived in the States most of my life. So she, this woman has uh, a, a business in the States. And she, what she's done is she's created a trust and put her business in the trust. Um, she has a lien against her straw man. And so her, she pays her employees from the trust so that they are not assuming any income tax because it's a gift. And she has not paid taxes in 10 years. Yep. There's, there's lots of ways to do this, guys. It, it's honestly, it's, it's not new information. The system has been there the whole time. We've just been asleep and they just failed to tell us that the system existed, right? Or how it operated. So it's, um, you know, I, uh, Marsh Ann, the, the lady that runs the Wisdom's Calling program, who we're, uh, who, and, and our trust training, she has been in private trusts um, for over 35 years. Um, up against the IRS, you know, in over 250 cases of being on the board of trustees. So very, very knowledgeable, probably one of the leading, I would say, private uh, trust people in the US, maybe even worldwide that I'm aware of. Um, I'm sure there's others, but, you know, very, very advanced knowledge. And, um, you know, income tax is a voluntary thing. Right, it's a voluntary thing. But again, if you're an employee of Canada, it's not. Right, it's, it's mm -hmm. if you're if you're an employee of Canada, it is not. But that's income taxes. I mean, you know, in the U.S., they're even really you could go as far as being illegal. Really, they're not. They were supposed to be very limited time frame that they came in, but it's voluntary. Yeah, it, and it got started around the wartime. Uh, World, yeah. First World War, and then they just kept on and kept on raising and raising. Uh, Simone has uh, raised her hand. I'll ask you to unmute. And before you get into your question, I'd just like to add that you are 100% living your best life out there in the nature, and I am envious of that. Want to take a little peek? We've got uh, 11 baby ducklings on our pond. Chickens, and we're getting some quail in the big garden and greenhouse are over there. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, we got 50,000 worth of solar panels on top of our store that's beside our house. Fantastic. And we've got two wells. So we're kind awesome. of going to see up there. Yeah. Doing our is, thing. Yeah. So that's what nice. my question's about is about this land. My daughter is Indigenous, so she has her status. And our, our property is on Vancouver Island. Um, we're wondering is there any, any other shortcuts or any other ways around this? besides kind of plugging away, trying to get our, our land protected 
by using her indigenous status that you know of? That's a big question. I don't know what, um, you know, I don't know what the indigenous status means in terms of really true protection. Um, I do know that, uh, you know, it's a big, it's a big, um, it's a big gray area right now, but I mean, going back, so there, you know, the whole land right. thing is shifting right now and the title, you know, we're doing a lot of trusts for people right now where they're trying to put their transfer their properties out of their name into trusts. And I think that that is smart um, because again, they're in contract with you as the person, right? So if you have property, they, I mean, that this is a parasitic and a pirate entity that we're dealing with. And if they can see that you have equity in your home, you're at risk. If you have your house paid off, you're at the biggest risk there is because all that equity is sitting there and they're going, we're gonna mine you. And they go after people and they, that, the, the attacks seem to come, people who have you know, lots of equity in their homes. So it, if it goes into a trust name and they come after the person of which you are not, but you may be enjoined or two, then they can attack the property that's in your name. If it's in trust, it's not attached to you in any way. So they can't come after the trust. So right? you're, you're creating that, that level of separation uh, to give Correct. yourself the head start on uh, in protecting yourself. It's like yeah. creating a moat around, around right. you. Right. And I know that they, you know, I, I had, um, I had uh, the honor of having uh, CM Capilano Capilano and his wife live with me for uh, about six to eight months last year before Capilano passed. And so I'm very aware of from residential school forward, this game plan that they've had mm -hmm. and the whole UNDRIP, you know, United Nations recognition of indigenous rights right there yeah. is just to me, just, it makes my blood boil. This is a fricking United Nations, United Nations entity. This is a corporation that is extending rights. What? Who are you to extend any rights to a peoples that were freaking here before you ever existed? Yeah. Like, seriously, wake up, right? This is how we have to wake up. We have to start thinking about what really is going on here and put the pieces together. And we don't have to get angry about it, but let that fuel us to make change, right? And, um, and I know that they're doing a lot of wanky stuff right now with the whole indigenous, you know, undrip and it'll fool the masses to think that, oh, everything's going back to the Indian nations the way it should have been. That is so great, right? No, that's not great, yeah. right? Those are not, the true hereditaries are still hiding, right? Mm -hmm. Because they get hunted. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know what indigenous status means. If you have a birth certificate, you're a person. Right. And so they create these, like they create these, um, these entities all to control what they never had control with in the first place. Right. So protecting your property, I, I put it in trust. Um, 
I think that's probably the safest way to do it at this point. And again, I don't know if maybe they brought something out that does. I know that there's a lot of stuff going on with Indigenous people right now and land claims going back there. And I even saw I was I was navigating indeed looking for um, this. My husband took his class three, so I was looking up class three stuff and I just tripped across a job that was $120,000. This is maybe about two, three months ago that I saw it. And it was for an Indian, a, a native, um, maybe they said it was an indigenous land transfer office. And I was like, what are they friggin' up to? Mm-hmm. What are they up to? Because for starters, British Columbia is unceded land, which means that there was never a treaty for the land with the government. So having a land transfer office that registers your property in British Columbia, for starters, is fraud. Right there. We don't get past that point. It's fraud. And, you know, then it gets into like even they don't have the right to even sell you property because they don't even say it's not even your property. Like even when you buy a property and you are, you know, on title, now my girlfriend, well, she's a member of um, Sovereign by Design and going through the whole trust and everything. She just bought a purchased a property in Eastern Ontario. And now it doesn't even come with a title deed. It just says registration and your name. So essentially, they're just putting you down as a tenant. Uh Right? And then another thing, this is kind of getting a little bit out there, but my instincts work like this, and I tend to get information that comes into my sphere because I'm open to this stuff. I just saw a first commercial for somewhere in Aruba or something like that, beautiful, like, ocean property, and they're selling it as part of their new smart cities. And mm-hmm. you can buy yeah. a, you can buy a chunk of land in an NFT, which is just simply a PDF document, but you get the real property there, and they're starting a community of everything's going to be crypto and Bitcoin based, and you own the property in an NFT, but you own the property there too, and it's going to be smart people and smart cities. And I was like, oh my god, what are they doing to the people who currently own that land? Yeah, no kidding. How can they resell it? How are they, you know, so we got to wake up. We got to get yeah. in. And it's like, and I don't mean that derogatively, but we've got to collectively come together and listen to the logic of things and, and I think, rise. I yeah. think what you're, what, what you're meaning is you're, you're not directing that necessarily at anybody that's involved in this conversation. Cause we are woken no. up and I don't want to say woke cause I hate that fucking word. Um, but we are woken up to, to what's going on. Yeah. And, and so you're speaking to the collective and, and whether you take that as a derogatory or not too fucking bad we need to we, we need to wake up and and take our control back before before it's too late um melanie i see your hands up i'm just going to uh just touch on athena message and said so does that mean the trust is a protective tool uh you kind of mentioned that and i would i would say yes that is exactly what a trust is is it is a protective tool that creates that layer of uh separation melanie what up no that's you beat me to it i was just gonna (laughs) i was gonna um ask athena's question okay (laughs) but i do have another question um so what about um alloidal titles and that sort of avenue are you saying that doing the trust would be better than digging for the and doing the alloidal title route 
Angela? Well, I don't think you'll get allodial title because they are treaties in place with the indigenous people um, that are custodians of the land. So you can't give away what you don't have to give away. That's why they're even backing off of it being a title deed now, right? Because they don't freaking have the capacity to give you the true allodial title because they don't have it to pass along, right? And I'm not talking again about um, the indigenous people that are like the band councils and the chiefs and these corporatized bodies, right? I'm talking about the true hereditary people who have treaties and land claims in place. And don't get me wrong. I know people get triggered that, oh my God, the what are you talking about? The land's all gonna go back to you know the natives. No, that's not what it is. We can't, we, we're, as men and women, we're like part of nature. That's where our authority comes from. A tree cannot own another tree, right? Mm -hmm. We're here to use it, to get along, to use it, to have those rights, and to, to share, really, essentially, to have custodianship. So the treaties that were here by whoever the first peoples were, not, you know, it, there's all over the world, Th those treaties are in place. And so from my, my research shows so far, there's about, there's six treaties that were initially in place. And those six treaties were, everybody fit into those six treaties, whether it was bloodline or, you know, it was still apparently the Mohawk nations have the treaties and I think they have to be um, you know, translated because they would have been in language that we probably wouldn't understand, but um, they're on copper plates from what I've seen. And so there's more exploration to be done with that. But coming back to the question of, I mean, because that's a whole journey in itself and I think we will get there. I think we're going there, right? Mm -hmm. And, um, but so as far as a lodial title versus, well, there's a guy named Ron Gibson that I've been introduced uh, been, he's been brought into my awareness he's out of the U.S. and I think he charges about three grand and he's working with people to 3,000 U.S. but you know the, the, he's working with people so that you can get your land patent and so you know that I think he from what I can tell he's been very successful in that um, part of it but a lodial title versus a trust no I think that a trust is way simpler you know, right off the bat, because it's something you could get done in 10 days. You know what I mean? Like it That's actually awesome. at the land transfer, it takes about 10 days for the transfer to happen. It'll probably take you a couple months to come up to speed with getting a trust and figuring all that yeah. out. But still, but, um, it's going to be ex exponentially quicker than doing the uh, a loyal title because, yeah. I mean, personally, that's the first time I've ever even heard of a loyal title. So my initial guess is going to be, it's going to be hard to find people that are, uh, that are f familiar with that, that type of, you know, and putting those into place. Yes. So that's going to be more and, time consuming and likely more expensive. And not only that, if we think this through, and this is what I've heard has happened. If people do get a loyal title, they go down that road, you're taking your property out of Canada Inc. Okay? okay. So now you got police sitting at the okay, end of your what driveway. Does that mean? Well, now oh. you got police sitting at the end of your driveway, waiting for you to leave your property so that you're now on foreign territory. Because you're not oh. right. So we gotta think these things through. It's all about contracts, right? 
So yeah. to me, the safest position is being in a title where it's just out of your name, out of your person's name. And it's in a trust name of which you have managing, you know, or your trustee has managing control of. So okay. that's, I feel like that if I, you know, that's would be what I would be doing if I, I don't have property. Um, but that's what I would be doing if it was me. And I, that's what I would safely say in my heart to my brothers and sisters in the land known as Canada, that that's what I would do is okay. look into that. And, you know, we are helping people do that. Um, it's not, you know, yeah, that's, that's what I guess I'll just say. So as sovereign by design, we want you to go through the foundational knowledge. Then the other program we have is wisdom's calling, which we're starting live a live program next Friday and it'll go for 10 weeks. And awesome. this program teaches you, um, this program, I feel like why I got behind this program is because it does exactly what we've been talking about. And it teaches people the facts of what's taken place and it rises you into your divinity. It, you, you move through a process of getting solid rock solid in where your authority is coming from. And then you'll write an affidavit of public ministry, which allows you to practice your, your true sovereignty as a child of great spirit, creator, God, whoever that is for you, whoever, wherever your divinity came from, that is your source of authority. And it taps you into that and shows you that during wartime, which is what the entire planet is under, under war mm -hmm. powers, that, um, there is a position within the war manuals and the law of nations um, that protects what's called a, a public minister in itinerary, which means that you're a public minister of peace, you come in peace, and you're in neutral status, which that whole body of work of becoming neutral is a journey in itself, right? Because you're becoming neutral inside. Right. So if you have a trigger of something Justin Trudeau's doing, you're not just going to look at him and call him an asshole and slap him. You're going to go and work out what inside of you is mirroring the anger and boiling blood that you have going on looking at him. Right. So <laughs> it's not about him. We're all reflecting from the inside out and co-creating this space. Right. Yeah. So we go back in there and we neutralize that. And um, but in the actual world of agents and contracts and war powers, the position of a uh, public minister in itinerary allows you um, like a, almost like a diplomat in ways, right? The, they protect that position. Well, and I then think... sorry from there, just before that change, yep. before and then after that, after you have a solid understanding of understanding of your own position, um, we have trust training, which is basically a training that walks you through the demystification of trust because there's a lot of info around trusts. And, you know, basically if I gave you five bucks to go to the store to get me some peanut butter, we're in a trust relationship. That's a trust. Yep. Right. I'm the grantor. I gave you five bucks. You're now the trustee. You've become the trustee. You're going to take that, go get the chips. You, you're doing something on behalf of the beneficiary, which is me. I want my chips or my peanut butter or whatever it is. That's a trust. Mm -hmm. yep. So we're in trust relationships all day long. And so trust law gets, um, it feels like this big, heavy topic. And we try to demystify that. 
and then you know we we do have the opportunity to for people to walk through um creating trusts with us but it's i will say it's a very sovereign approach we are about we're not we don't do customers right it's mm -hmm. about come be prepared to learn dive in dig research yourself that kind of thing and um you know we're guide not, you're a guide not muscles. a babysitter that's right yep no, and and that's that's great we we in taking our uh, our sovereignty back and taking control of ourselves we should be doing this on our own we can't that that's been one of our biggest problems as as humans is is we go externally for for answers for help we rely on on others and have stopped relying on ourselves uh deb you have your hand raised i go ahead and unmute i do i have i have a question this this is on topic it's it's i i went last night to the um, federal statistics agency in victoria to see about i was just researching getting my um, Birth certificate, well, not birth certificate, but certificate of live birth, because I do have the certificate from the hospital that says I was born a girl, um, but I wanted to get the actual document. Um, and it's telling me that I can get one for genealogy purposes. A application for genealogy certificate, that's it. So is, is that your certificate of live birth? They're not mm -hmm. allowing you to have it unless you're telling them you're going to be doing genealogy research with it, mm. which I found. So you don't want to order the genealogy version. Um, you want the registration of live birth version. And if you go on to Sovereign by Design into the module that walks people through how to order their documents, it gives a picture of it. You could screenshot that and email them and say, this is the version I want. The version that my mother signed when I was delivered in the hospital. That's the version I want. And if they don't give it to you, then go and uh, Google FOIA request and send in a FOIA request and they will give it to you because it is it is property that you have an interest in. And just to clarify, FOIA is FOIA, Freedom of Information Act request. And uh, my wife actually works for the city of Pimento. She gets them all the time. Yeah, that's legit. They have to do it. It's by law. Um, Athena, you asked almost like a diplomat, what would be the difference? Um, and then you also mentioned, so does this mean after all is said and done, it is an individual journey? Um, Angela? So uh, almost like a diplomat, well, it, I mean, a diplomat has all kinds of um, like freedom in the way that other people have to do these rules and regulations, diplomats don't have to do them. So the as we move through the course of Wisdom's Calling, you create an affidavit of public ministry. And in that um, uh, is, um, how do I say, so all, in all the war manuals and as a signatory to the law of nations, they all recognize the public minister of peace. And so there are allowances. Um, one, it's that all the military and all the, um, all the military or any defense or police or any of that, it's their duty to protect the ministers of peace. So there's a study that goes into that, and um, 
it it allows us to have a way to bring our divinity and put it onto paper and give it to them in a way that they can see it in the public. This is going public versus private. So they're all in the public, um, you know, in the public world, meaning registered world. So the registered entities can read it and see it and be on notice that you are a public minister in itinerary. And so that is meant to bring, not like diplomatic status, because diplomatic status is still a registered thing, but is essentially is meant to give you the allowance, all you're protected. You're protected, your family's protected, your property's protected. The ministers of peace are protected entities on the planet through war powers. And they all know it. It's in their manuals. You can read it. It's in the war power manuals. It's in their training manuals. It's in the Navy war manuals. It's in the manuals. And so the idea behind that is that scholars, that um, Desi Andrews is one of the ladies that discovered this along with Marsha Ann, who's the teacher of this program. And they, um, and Desi Andrews is a PhD at law, and she's also a US historian. And after studying for over two decades, the mess that has been created in the US, just like the mess in Canada, they found that the public minister itinerary is the position that allows us to rise above all the de facto governments and stand in our power and, and essentially not belligerently, but just here's my public minister of peace, right? Here's my public ministry. And, um, and it gives you an external world, meaning in form on paper way of um, giving yourself diplomacy, really. Awesome. But again, um, no, again, no form is going to give it to you until you can stand in it yourself. So that's the majority of the program is teach is, you know, bringing people through that and learning where our authority comes from. That's great. Well answered. Uh, Melanie. Um, Angela, can you tell me more about the 10 week course? You said it's on Friday. What time and what is the cost associated, please? Uh, so the it starts on Friday, next Friday, the 20th, and okay. it's 10 weeks long. So it'll be all, all Fridays at five o'clock. Um, we're dealing with Australia. We have a, a we're part of um, the Living Free organization in Australia, which is just going, you know, gangbusters. We work with a lot of doctors and medical, the medical guild over there. And um, anyway, so we have to compensate for their time too. So 5 p.m. our time is like for them, I think it's like eight in the morning mm -hmm. at the earliest time in Queensland, I think it is. So we've got a large group in Australia starting and then we're dealing with the US. So we put it at five o'clock and Friday because that's Saturday morning, their time. And so, yeah, there's all these considerations. So mm -hmm. it's trying to make a global happy here. And so it goes yeah. Friday, the 20th of May times 10 weeks at usually an hour to an hour and a half, probably those calls will be. And um, it is just, it's an, un, it's such a fabulous pro program. You guys, I've had people that have been in, I get emails all the time, like even people 70 years old saying, oh my God, like I had no idea. And really strengthens you in your own knowing of who you are and it's it's yeah it's it's a fabulous program um and the cost associated with it is 250 us so um i think that works out to about 300 canadian mm -hmm. roughly yeah. 320 or so yeah 
And do you sign up on Sovereign by Design? Yeah, I can put the link in. Well, actually, I'll give the link to Shane, and you can you can you guys can share it in the yeah um, I'll share it. PC. Yeah, I'll share share it in the group, but also for anybody listening to the podcast that may want to join it, it's at sovereignbydesign.com, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, there's Simone's duckies. Ah, <laughs> oh, the people on the podcast so can't see that, but they're I I love it. I that's I long for a place like that where you have just that's that that place is screaming sovereignty to me, and uh, you know that you get to be a true human being because you get to just be out there. Anyways, uh, it has been over just over an hour. Um, so I know there may be more questions from you guys. Um, I would like to do this again uh, and continue this conversation because one thing I will mention too is the difference between the last few times that we've done this Angela is our interaction and uh, audience is getting bigger and that is phenomenal Um, I want to see this get bigger and grow bigger and I'll share it on even my own like my personal page and stuff to make sure you know to try and get this conversation going more and more this is this is how we make that change. And when we do it all together, it feels less like an individual journey and uh, it, it makes it a lot easier. Yeah. And, and just to, um, there was a second part. Oh, so one thing, does this mean all of a sudden done, it's an individual journey? Um, we are, you know, we are spiritual beings having a human experience. And so there's no way to do this journey I believe in my heart, uh, without tapping into who you are and where your authority comes from. Having said that, we are in a collective situation in a commercial world. So it's not just about an individual journey because there's, you know, we've, we've got a country that we've got to secure our land here together, right? Mm -hmm. Now, if we don't all collectively come together, then it will be an individual journey, right? That's for sure. And that is going to be, I think, not a happy journey for, I mean, already we can see, right? It's not mm-hmm. a happy journey for a lot of people, you guys. I have people that have, you know, email in all the time. And this is not the time to get involved with it is when you're already into some kind of scuff with the government, mm-hmm. right? Because that's when it goes downhill fast. And, you know, and they're, they're, they're it's bankers you know they they are trying to mine your estate so if you get to you know if it gets to a court it's nobody nobody i know can help you you've got to help yourself at that point so at that point it's an individual journey and hopefully you can stand in your power and that's not to bring fear into the conversation but we know that that's where they're going with this contract world so it's an individual journey in you standing on your own and and tapping into your own sovereignty through through your divinity but then it's us coming together collectively and shifting what's going on on this land um and i want to also share that i just spent three months with another friend of mine who works with me on song by design um canadianizing a document processed by robert michael in the us through the house of marcus And what his paperwork process does is you first, you have your birth certificates and you'd go through the sovereign by design stuff. That's just a basic process. And then what we do is you set up yourself with a living estate trust 
and he sells those living estate trusts by donation for 25 bucks on his site. And then he has a paperwork document set that you engage. And what that process does is the straw man, which is the birth certificate entity, because it's a corporation, it is a person. That is your person. So persons have the same rights as corporations. Corporations have the same rights as, as persons. And so that straw man entity as a person appoints your living estate trust as the power of attorney. And because you are the general executor of your estate, you are the general executor over that trust. And now the straw man has given the power of attorney to the trust over here, this living estate trust. So now they can't go into contract with that entity until they've done business with you. They can't just no longer go into contract with that because it's now in a trust. So they can't breach a trust. So we've just Canadianized that whole process. And what that allows us to do is if you get a speeding ticket, you're basically asking, are you coming, like, is your authority, are you coming at me right now as the um, elected official that is got a duty to the people? Or are you coming at me as the corporation of Langley doing business as Langley looking to do business? And either way is okay, but I just need to be clear about wh where you're coming from, right? And so right away, we're getting into that conversation with them differently, the police officer or whoever's there, the bylaw officer. And as soon as you start speaking like that, they know that you know, right? They know that, and not beyond that, if they're looking to do business with you, because that's what they are, they're an agency for working for a corporation, then they need to produce the contract that says that you are in contract with them. And so what happens is you handle this stuff at the administrational level, if they're trying to fine you or ticket you or do whatever, and you, you handle it at the administrational level, which is where they have a duty to the people before it gets to court where it's now about justice and they don't have a duty to the people, right? And once you get into court, it's a loss game. You're into a banker's game, they're bankers, pirates, it's gone. You're gonna lose, you're gonna pay. But if you can, if we can all handle it at the administration level, it backs off the, the administrational level, right? It gives us our power back to be able to say, nope, you're not gonna do that. Or, oh, okay, you wanna go to contract with me? Well, this, I don't, I don't accept that contract. So it teaches us about the contractual side of things. So I just wanted to share with that because he's going to be, we just finished Canadianizing those documents. It took us about three months to go through all the laws in Canada and see how, how and where it made sense. And within the next two weeks, he'll be offering the Canadian version on his website. And we will be part of that forum helping people come through that. So I just And who is that. that again, Angela? So his site, let me just put it in the... Thank you. In the chat. Yeah, I'll put it in the chat. Thanks. Oops. 
houseofmarcus.org for that yeah. website. And Marcus is M-A-R-K-U-S, uh, yeah. houseofmarcus.org. And what, what you'll appreciate, what, what, what you can appreciate signing up for his site and going through it. He's a, it's a membership. It's 33 bucks. It's so reasonable for what you get. There's so much education in that site, but what, what you'll appreciate is as you go through, he's a private, it's a private membership association. This is where we all want to move with our businesses mm -hmm. into private associations. And this is what um, Simone like, you know, or I think she was saying that they run a business or something. We take our businesses into the private that's out of the jurisdiction of Canada Inc. Right. And we do that by private membership. Mm -hmm. And so as you go through his site and you sign up, you get a beautiful illustration of what a private membership non-disclosure and you think, oh, this is so like, you know, buttoned down but that's what we need to be. We need to be buttoned down so we can have private conversations in the private and there we are protected as men and women. Love okay. it. Great. All right. Well, let's wrap this up. Um, uh, just one, one quickly before we do. Uh, so does public and private not mix? Or don't mix? Um, they're, it's not that they don't mix. They're different jurisdictions. Okay. So yeah, operate so, under uh, operate under different sets of laws. Correct. Yes. Okay. And you can traverse them, right? You can traverse them. Yeah. Uh, you just have to know when you're in which jurisdiction and how to traverse into the other jurisdiction. Hmm. Right? So we in when we're doing banking or when we're using credit cards or when we're signing uh, anything that is in form or registering, we are in the public. And then you want to know how to use your signature in that regard. And you don't want to know when you're switching a hat into the public. You want to know that you're not the man or the woman, you know, just signing off and creating joinder with that person. Basically, the easiest way I've heard it is you, you're not a person, you have a person. It's like having a phone. You're not the phone, you have a phone. You're not the person, you have a person. So you need to learn how to take management control of that person and then when put that hat on when you want to go out into the public and take it off when you want to be in the private. So, so yeah, that, like you said, we're, we're a spiritual being having a human experience. And right now we are remembering, we are remembering what we are and what we came here to be and what being a human is all about. Yeah, and we want to, we want to, um, we want to sidestep a jurisdiction where we have no power to act, think, be, and we want to, we want to realign in a community and basically, you know, be in a jurisdiction of the private where we're free to be. And when we want to enter that commercial world, we can go there, but we don't want to be blind in the commercial world, just walking around, not knowing the difference because they have plans for those persons. Mm. Right. And we yep. don't, they're not, those, those, those plans aren't going to make us happy. We need to be over here. Yep. I agree. All right, ladies, I, I appreciate, uh, and it is just ladies because I think Dean, uh, Dean's gone now, but I, I appreciate everybody that joined in. Um, Angela, this is awesome. 
Um, I love these chats. Um, and I would love to, we'll, we'll schedule. I got to check my schedule. Um, I believe I have something at 11 next week. So if we could do like nine 30 next Friday, either that or noon, that would be amazing. We'll see what works best yep. for everyone and, uh, and make it happen. But, uh, we definitely need to keep these conversations going, love having the, uh, interactions and, and getting people, uh, involved questions and, and stuff like that. And again, thank you, Angela, big round thank of applause you. for you. Thank um, you guys. Thanks, Thanks for opening Angela. the conversation. Yeah, Yeah. no, absolutely. It's, it's my pleasure. Um, any anything I can do to contribute to uh, the collective raising the raising the vibration raising their consciousness is a pleasure of mine. So awesome! All right, I will. Thank you. Uh, we'll see you um, next Friday. Sounds good. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. All Bye, right. everybody. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.